You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Hello, thank you for listening. This is episode 90 of the Sassy edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast, Friday the 11th of August, and my name's Charlotte Greenway. A really interesting week on the podcast, especially around the debate on whether or not to bring back jockeys' saunas on racecourses. Jockeys Neil Callan and Tom Marquand put forward the argument for saunas and provided figures from a recent survey showing just how crucial sweating is to a jockey's working life. The RCA's Wilf Walsh also made a counter-argument as to why saunas should not be reinstated and pointed towards safety concerns over riding dehydrated as one of his key reasons. Well worth a listen in episodes 802, 803 and 804 if you missed it. This weekend we've got plenty to look forward to with Group 1s in Ireland and France whilst it's the Shergar Cup meeting at Ascot on Saturday. Starting on Saturday in Ireland, it's a fascinating renewal of the Group 1 Phoenix Stakes for two-year-olds with Bucanero Fuerte and Unquestionable set to do battle again and it was the former who got the better of the latter in the railway stakes last time but only just by a short head. Buccaneer Fuerte is owned by Kia Jarabchin's Ammo Racing and Nick caught up with racing manager Tom Pennington on Wednesday morning when Ammo still had three left in to find out their running plans. Morning. As things stand, um, Buccaneero Fuerte is the likely runner um, and launch could possibly go in there as well. Um, Valiant Force is penciled in for France a week left. Option and... Yeah, the, the ground it looked, the weather in Dover looks very dry and I think he's a quick round horse so we'll probably end there with him so yeah Buccaneer Fuerte seems to be the number one target um, this has been the plan since Ascot he's trained very well since then Agent and the team are delighted with the progress he's shown on the back of his win in the railway stakes um, he's come forward from them we think so yeah all systems go for Saturday uh, and given the fact that you've got a big outsider in there I know it's folly to say given that you've had a 151 Ascot winner this year but is launch in there to guarantee a good pace for Buccaneer Fuerte? He, he does look a, a, a he's a fast horse, clearly, but he does look a strong stayer at the trip. Yeah, you look, look, you, you saw what happened in the railway. We had um, we had a nice target there to aim at. Um, I think a strongly a strongly run six furlongs is what he needs at the minute. Um, I'm sure the Cornwall team will have their ideas how the race will plan out. But you know, I, I think as long as there's a, a good gallop. Um, you know, it will be super competitive. Buccaneer Fuerte finished just ahead of Give Me the Beat Boys in the Coventry at Royal Ascot, where they finished third and fourth. Give Me the Beat Boys was sold on the eve of the Royal Meeting for £1.1 million at the Goff's London sale. And Tom Stanley put a call into his trainer, Jessica Harrington, yesterday to find out whether her exciting cult by Bungle in the Jungle will definitely line up in the Phoenix Stakes. The plan is at the moment, Tom, but it's, it's all ground dependent. Uh, you know, if we get the moment, if the ground is good yielding, I'd like the ground to go to good, preferably. Mm. And that's what I would like it to get to. So anything, anything worse than that? If there's soft in the going description, it, it, it's unlikely he'd line up. Is that <laughs> well, so? he might not. He probably won't run. Yeah. Okay. Um, reflect on on Ascot if you if you can for me. Obviously, yeah, he wasn't beaten far in the end. 
he wasn't beaten far. Um, and, you know, look, probably race wasn't quite run to the way he, what we, we know he wanted it to run. Uh, but, but those, you know, those things happen. Mm. Uh, what's, he, what's he like? Did he get a little warm beforehand? Is he, is, he, is he pretty mature? What's he like? Oh, no, he's very relaxed, very relaxed. And um, obviously that 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 stiff finish, he you know he, he he was if you like caught a little late. Do you think this will suit him at the weekend? We won't make quite so much use of him either. You won't make quite so much use of him. Understood. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. He runs. Um, you're sending a few yeah. over to to Ascot, are you for the for the Shergar Cup? I am Shergar Club. I was very lucky there last year, so I'm going back for a repeat performance. Is it is it something you you like to have runners at by and large? It obviously is. I do. Yes. Because I think it's it, they're, 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 you know, and I like to support it, and they're good races. And uh, you know, there's only only twelve you know runners in each race, so it's you know it's a great opportunity for a horse. Uh, okay, so very quickly, the very man you would imagine will have better ground than than Galway just a, a, a week or so yeah. ago. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, he look, he's a good, consistent horse. I know he's got a bit of age about him, but he's a good, consistent horse, and he does the job. And satin, she she's intended. Satin, she'll definitely, she'll definitely, she's nice filly, nice real filly, stays well, um, and she, she, you know, she won well last time. As Jessica mentioned there, she'll be sending over a couple of runners to Britain for Saturday's Dubai duty-free Shergar Cup meeting at Ascot, where they've put on good prize money and been rewarded with some really competitive fields. Currently, the shortest prize favourite on the card is Stuart Williams's Quinault, who's going for a seventh victory in a row in handicaps this season. With jockeys being allocated rides at the meeting, trainers and owners have no idea who they're going to get when declaring. And it's Great Britain and Ireland's captain, Luke Morris, who's landed the plum ride aboard this talented sprinter. But Nick queried Stuart before knowing that Luke would be aboard whether it would matter who rode the horse. I don't think so. He's fairly straightforward on the course. Um, he's got much better at home as well, but uh, but on the track, he you know he jumps and does his thing. So I'm I'm not really concerned. There's a lot of very very good jockeys in this year's renewal, world class jockeys, and um, you know I'd be happy to have any of them. Uh, people have always said to me that the mark of a good trainer is knowing what they've got, and it's sort of been one of your selling points over the years that you you've been able to categorise horses and realise what you can you can work with, but. To what extent has his improvement in any way taken you by surprise? Yeah, no, it's been a surprise. Um, you know, when we bought him, we were looking for a horse that might win a couple of races on the all-weather through the winter and have a bit of fun for Tom and his mother. Um, obviously, this horse jumped forwards. Um, you know, it wasn't a total shock because I'd um, I'd entered him in the uh, £50,000 um, handicap at Newmarket uh, and run him in the ordinary race on the Thursday to get qualified. So, you know, we had some idea that he was he was jumping forwards fairly quickly after his first couple of wins. But, um, you know, if you'd have said to me then, do you think he'd be running off 97 in, in six weeks' time? I'd, I'd, have, um, I'd have said no, I should imagine. Can you put your finger on why? You've had enough horses rack up sequences and, and improve and, and keep winning. Can you, can you identify why he's done what he's done? Uh, I, I, I think he's just filling his frame. He's a he's a big, strong horse now. Um, obviously, he'd shown something at the breeze ups for um, for Godolphin to pay so much money for him in the first place, and and then had just got on the wrong side of of running away on the gallops and stuff like that. And we 
you know, with the, with the help of Luke Catton, who's I've noted saying before that he's done a lot of work on him at home to, to, to keep him calm. And he's just settled down and, and got into a really good routine now. And he's just been thriving on his racing. And now he's won six handicaps on the bounce, including two of the great three-year-old sprinter handicaps of the season. And last time out, he beat Millstream, who came out and bolted up in a listed race in France the other day. That must have given you great encouragement. Yeah, I think the form's strong. Yeah, I think the form of those races is strong. If you look back at some of the horses that have won those races in the past, they've you know gone on to be good horses. If we could do, if we could do something like that, we'd be very happy. And you talked after Newmarket about a horse I remember really well, Sending Tank, who won you. Was it 10 handicaps in a season? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you, you got half an eye on, on bettering, bettering that with this boy? I, 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 I don't think so. I think we, we're coming to the end of where we can go handicap-wise with this horse, I'd, I'd imagine. You know, he's off 97 on Saturday. If he was lucky enough to win on Saturday, he's going to be over 100, you'd imagine, the next time. And that just becomes very difficult then. So it's possible we might move into stakes company with him after this next race. And if, if I said to you next year, he's going to be end, end up running in all the group sprints over six furlongs, would that is that the way you're thinking? Is that the way you think it'll go? Well, I've, I've just had a conversation with Tom 10 minutes ago whether to put him in the champion sprint at the end of this season just in case. Finally, Sunday's Pre-Jacques Lamar at Deauville in France looks a cracking race with the French team looking incredibly strong with Fabrice Chappé's two Group 1 winners Ernesto and Good Guess lining up alongside French Guineas winner Mahaba Yasanafi and French Derby second Big Rock. British-based trainers are sending over four horses, all capable of putting in big shows on their day. But it's Triple Time, who possibly looks to have the best chance after his win in the Queen Anne, although he did only be in spiral by a neck that day, when the race probably wasn't run to suit her, and she reopposes him on Sunday on the back of a poor run at Goodwood. Triple Time's trainer Kevin Ryan also has High Royal in there, and Tom Stanley put a call in to him yesterday to get an update on them both. Hey Ryan, he's in good form and um, he, the grounds will be drying up quite nicely for him and also like triple time. Um, obviously look forward to running him um, after his good, good, good win at Royal Ascot. But uh, both horses will take the chance. Uh, great stuff. Well, let's let's dig a bit deeper then with triple time if we can. The neck defeat of in, in spiral at Ascot um, was a very much a career best. We. Were you sort of half expecting something like that, or did it take you by surprise? Not, uh, not really. We, we've always held him in the highest regard. Um, the only time his only um, poor run was uh, in France on, on real deep ground uh, when he missed the break and just got him behind. And you know, apart from that, his his form was um, rock solid, mm. and um, we always felt he, he was top class right from his two year old days and. Um, you know he 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 worked very well uh, up to Ascot. Would, would have probably liked to have run him before Ascot. It was always in the back of your mind had I done enough with him. Um, and um, but on the day he um, you know, he had to dig deep and he he you know he he really had to tough it out to the line. He's obviously won on a a couple of season reappearances for all last year was a bit of a curtailed season for him do, do you still think he can take a step forward for the run at Ascot? Oh for sure you know I mean he, he's um, definitely he's got the freshness out of him 
which was um, and he's really uh, relaxed in his work at home and he's bound to have come on for that run you know, it's a hard thing to do to go to Royal Ascot and, and win first time mm. um, but um, you know it just shows what a class horse he is would you, you reference Longchamp and, and, and the run on, on very soft ground would deep ground worry you going forward for him uh, not, not particularly. It's just I think that day it was uh, very, very testing. And but I, I'm not so sure it was the ground as such. It's, you know, he missed the break, and then he, he sort of had to revert to a different plan. And it was a plan that didn't work. He had to try and hang on to him, and he was quite keen, and um, he was sort of on the heels of horses and never relaxed. And um, you know, it just all went went wrong from the stalls. So we just basically drew a line through that, and, and you know. Um, obviously, he, he he didn't have hardly any racing last year. He picked up an eagle, which we we gave him plenty of time to get over. We probably gave him three times the amount of time because we held the horse in such high regard, and and, and just felt that concentrating this season with him, and it was just good to get that run at eight at the back end, mm. um, and it just sets up nicely for this year. Oh, have you thought about how the season pans out and what else you'd like to do with him off the back of Sunday? Well, obviously, um, he'll have an entry on Champions Day, um, but I think we get get this weekend out of the way, and then we'll we'll just pan out the the, the rest of the campaign for him. Then, um, High Royal, you mentioned obviously um, ran at Deauville last time over the seven. Uh, I mean, the, the the Irish Guineas form reads pretty well, doesn't it? Were you did you come away from France disappointed? Well, he sort of he sort of went pear shaped out of the stalls. He sort of got his head around and got left. Um, and then when you're dropping back to seven four runs and, and you get left as well, you're you're sort of on the back foot straight away. Um, you know, we we give it a try. It means the horse I think will probably um, get ten furlongs. So maybe coming back to seven was a bit of a mistake on my behalf. Um, didn't work out. You know, hindsight is great, but uh, he's in great form. He's freshened up well and he's physically doing very, very well. The second half of the year, he's improving all the time physically. So you'd hope there's, there's plenty more to come from him. And, you know, he is still re- lightly raised. Uh, I take it Neil rides triple time and who rides High Royal? Uh, William Buick rides uh, High Royal and obviously Neil retains the ride on triple time. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening this week. Have a great weekend and Nick will be back on Monday morning as usual. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.